We are here. We are here. We are here with yes. yet another episode of the one and only. That is the number one podcast in all of Los Angeles. You have to understand what's going on. We are here. Hey, this is the home. This is the dojo. Uh, we have a lot of masterminds that come in here, as you guys are aware of. And today is absolutely no different we have a mogul in the building oh yeah that's right we got we got a legend in the building come on man look at it hey hey, this brother right here (laughs) hey hey, this brother right here is a creative mind he's a creative genius come on man hey he's a fashion icon as well come on this is light come on this is some light this is just like i just woke up come on hey look he making a statement today with what he got on because he know king q rolled out the bed with some shorts on and some pumas so he had to come show me out as my brother hey come on now but he's in here he's representing yes you have to understand what's going on he's the one and only adam taylor Hey, you know we got the little pots in the back that, that do all that. You understand what I'm saying? Come on, man. Hey, man, how you feeling, bro? Blessed and highly favored. Come how on. you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. How Come you on. doing? I, I like to say, I like to say, blessed by the best, no stress. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? You like, I like that? that. I mean, Don't okay. be taking it, bro. I, if I see it on your post, I'm gonna know exactly what happened. I'm just uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm blessed, bro. All this shit going on out here, though. Um, you know, especially centered around our people. Absolutely. We 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 going through it. Um, and, and it's no, it's, it's no secret. It ain't nothing new. Um, you know, so it's, that's, that's really what's fresh in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously with the Jacob Blake situation going on, shot my brother seven times in the back with the intentions to kill, might I add. You see how I just jump into it like I that? I mean, there's huh? no other way to put it. Come on. I mean, come on. It, it is what it is. Like, Facts. he was, his back turned. Facts. He was there to break up a fight. Facts. Um, no one, the cops didn't listen to say they were saying not him. Come on, people are telling me that oh, why was he complacent? He was there to help. Come on, why aren't the cops there to de escalate? See, that's the issue. I'm just saying, and I grew up with a family full of cops. Yeah, my grandfather's a well known, respected NYPD detective. Mm. And first and foremost, he told me how to drive, so if a cop ever chases me, they're not catching <laughs> me. Uh, but that's another conversation. I love it, but um. The one thing my grandfather taught me is how to be patient mm. and how to always de-escalate the situation. Mm-hmm. And for those who know me knows I'm usually not patient. Come but, on. you know, <laughs> that's what he tried to instill in me. Yeah. And for me growing up, when I see my grandfather, when I seen any NYPD officers, I immediately thought of my grandfather, thought yeah. of my uncles, you know. So I always had some kind of respect and some kind of camaraderie for, mm-hmm. um, camaraderie for the, mm-hmm. the boys in blue. And speaking of the boys in blue, the whole term of Blue Lives Matter is not a term. Speak on that, Because please. you choose to put on a blue, blue shirt. We don't choose to put on our black skin. They're not here. Just saying. They're not here. But, um, Come on. But when I say that, you know, I can't say ACAP. I, I will never say all cops are bad because they're yeah, not. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I'm That's not just gonna, a fact. I can't say fuck the police because yeah. I can't say that. Yeah. I will say defund the police. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's no reason why there are $45 million going to the police and... For the most part, you know, for you to become an officer mm. with a gun, yeah. it, on average, it takes about 14 hours in some states. Come on. That's crazy. In you some states, you like could barely get an associate's degree. You can get anything. You can major in liberal arts. Are you open to the idea of abolishing the police? Absolutely not. Yeah. Tell I, me why. I truly feel that there needs to be some kind of enforcement system. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the, the way the system is right now, is completely wrong and it needs to be completely changed and when i say defund the police i mean the whole system let's instead of putting 45 million dollars to the police that doesn't really need it what about the homeless come on the state of california i'm sorry the county of cal um uh, the county of la is a state of emergency because 25 percent of our homeless 25 percent of our population is homeless yeah how that's insane when you think about it yeah. Let me say that again. 25% of Los Angeles population it's is homeless. homeless. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anybody who lives out here, you can go to Arts District and see it's pristine. You walk two blocks over to San Pedro. You don't know where the hell you at. So Every time I world. drive down there, I have to drive at two miles an hour just because I may mm-hmm. hit someone. Yeah, yeah. 
There are how many? Yeah. There were three homeless shelters. Three yeah. in this county. Yeah. I'm from New York. Come on, we have like a what thousand. Part, what part of New York? Hollis, Queens, all day. What's up? Two or third in Hollis, <laughs> and um, and I mean, I'm actually born and raised in Queens, like yes, from New York City. People Come be on. like, "Oh, I live in Fisker. I'm from New York." No, you're not. Talk to them. You're not. You're, you're from Wisconsin, <laughs> and you live there. Went to college in New York. Stop it. Okay, I'm from New York City. My brother ain't playing with y'all today. Um, Talk to him. Come on. But yeah, I forgot what I was talking about, y'all. No, nah, I mean, New York. <laughs> I, asked, I, I asked you in regards to um, the abolishment of police. You said absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Right? I definitely would not because that's, one, I think of, like, the people who actually do benefit from officers. Like, if it wasn't for my grandfather, my family wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? My right. uncles wouldn't be there. And I do feel like the whole system needs to be just changed around yeah. and take some of that money and put it towards the homeless, put it towards education. Yeah. Right now, we have that that caring woman who's in charge of the whole entire education system in New York, education yeah. system in New York, and she doesn't even have any background in it. Ain't that crazy? We live in a fucking shit show. I mean, we live in a great country because yeah. clearly you can literally do anything and be yeah. anything. You don't have to have any experience to do anything. You can yeah. literally be a pompous jackass. Come on. You can be a pedophile. <laughs> You can you can really touch little boys' booty holes yes, sir. and yes, be the president. Sir. I'm Come just on. saying. That's facts. I'm just saying. That's facts. Yeah. And then yeah. you have jackasses like Kanye West taking a black vote, playing games, playing games, bro. We but don't hey, have we don't have time for this. Hey man, we don't have time for this. Kanye been playing with black people in general for too damn long. And if it's you ask sad me. because again, mental health. Yeah. He has a lot of mental health issues. Yeah. His mom passed. He's in the second place with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and no one's helping him because You've the black community don't talk about mental health. Yeah, facts. Shout out to Rashi P. Henson, though. She actually started a foundation I saw that. That, um, that actually promotes black mental health doctors. Yeah. So shout out to her because she's one of the very few, if not the only that I can think of, mm. that actually promotes mental health within the black community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mental health is one of those things that... Uh, is not talked about enough. Absolutely. I like good brothers like Charlemagne the God, who's really a huge advocate for mental health. I learn mm -hmm. a lot from him. And for me, a person who's dealt with anxiety since I was 17 years old mm -hmm. on a daily basis, not understanding what it was at all. Like, bro, I was in and out of the hospital when I was in my teen years because I had no idea what the fuck what was, was wrong going with on. me. So, like, literally not being able to sleep, night sweats, panic attacks, all this shit. And understanding that these are rooted mental issues from traumas mm -hmm. that were unaddressed, mm -hmm. you know? And so we have to understand that the true work comes from the inside out. I know that you're a huge advocate as well for mental health, especially in the LGBT I community. Am. What's that like over there? What's the, what's, what's the dynamic like? And It's and, so hard yeah. because especially when it comes to being LGBT, we all have our, our own struggles mm -hmm. um, and we all have our own trials and tribulations. So when I talk about my story, like for its purposes, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, safe story like I came out the closet my family was accepting it was all gravy but people, how old were you I came out to them when I was 14 but what how, people what did that look like it was um not to get too deep but hey this is the place to get deep, <laughs> this is the place to get deep. we got a good um, hour going on my mom I, I came up to my mom first before my dad my okay. mom revealed a secret to me and I was like well since you revealed a secret to me I'm gonna tell you I'm gay and she was like oh, okay that's not really a big secret <laughs> but like she was like she said that but I found out later she didn't really knew I was gay um, and it was really cool. Then I told my dad, and he was like, oh, like he literally didn't react. He was like, okay, so are we still going to the park? Like, because like, we were like, I just, I just dropped it on him. He, he really didn't care. Gotcha. He's like, because my dad, like, it, it was shocking. He, really, I thought like maybe he would react later. Because I remember I was so scared to park. He didn't. He did not care. And if if you know my dad, my dad is a man of very few words. He does not talk. Always joke about how. Out of the 32 years I've been living, he said maybe like five words to me. And that's like, I love you. Congratulations. Keep it up. Don't do that. Yeah. And like, keep it pushing. Like, my dad is not, my dad's a very quiet man. And my dad doesn't I drink. Think everybody he, wanted a dad like right. that. Right. My dad, my dad doesn't drink. He don't smoke. He's a, he, he's a hardworking man. He works. He goes home to his family. And that's it. Like, love his kids. That's it. Like, that, that's it. Like, yeah. he, like, my mom's, my mom is more like outgoing one, out there, loud. I take a lot of her features, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, my her friends, my dad's friends, and that's what has been. That's how the, that's the dynamics has. That has been the dynamics for the most of my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, I think that's important, man. And, and I just want to say this before we start diving into these questions and these conversations. The dialogue that's prepared is very powerful and it's very needed. And I'm and I'm huge on creating safe spaces for people. Um, I understand as a host. I'm in a position where I'm required and obligated to speak to people from all different walks of life 
and I'm aware of that, and that's what I'm passionate about. I think that people can learn from the idea of asking questions to genuinely understand another mm -hmm. perspective, Absolutely. opposed to asking questions prepared and locked and loaded to judge. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm huge. It's more organic that way. Yes, 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 mm -hmm. yes, yes. So for me, any question that I present today and any other podcast episode, mm -hmm. it's always to genuinely understand another perspective. And I know there's other people out there, especially for this audience, we, we all tend to have that mindset. So uh, for me, I thought it was very powerful to reach out to you. I reached out to you and I said, look, we got to talk. I think it's important. <laughs> You did. I, I think it said. Didn't I do that? You did. I, I think it's very important <laughs> for 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 a gay black man mm -hmm. and a straight black man mm -hmm. to sit down and have a dialogue. Absolutely. You mentioned when the cameras were off that a lot of straight individuals are afraid of this type of conversation. Absolutely. And this dialogue, and I would agree with that as mm -hmm. well. I know a lot of people in my life on a on a personal level and just people in passing that have uh, such a a, a, a reaction out of just being around mm -hmm. a gay person Absolutely. to where for me, I've always understood like, okay, I'm gonna have a reaction. This is just me. Mm -hmm. See, life seems so simple to me in my mind. I'm gonna have a reaction off of how another human being chooses to utilize their 24 hours in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Why is that making me lose sleep at night? Why are you so oppressed, bro? What am I gonna be possibly mad about? That is that that person has the right to do whatever they want with the life that they were given. But see, that whole I'm huge on that. that that whole concept. If if everyone if everyone can get behind that concept, there wouldn't be any hatred. Facts. There wouldn't be any racism. There yeah. wouldn't be any homophobia. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's see? the thing. See, that's, that's the, the thing, thing too. And a lot of our belief systems, if not all of our belief systems, tying together. Booyah! Yes, they tie in together, but not just that. They're rooted from mm. somebody else. I was just talking to the homies about this, like. How you view religion, love, children, gay people, this, that, politics, mm -hmm. was, was given to you at some point by another flawed individual. Mm -hmm. So we have 7.5 billion flawed individuals on the planet, and you have individuals judging the flaws in somebody else. Motherfucker, you flawed too. <laughs> right. How you gonna tell somebody else that, how to let us know? I'm big I, on I that. I never understood that whole like mentality, especially within the black community, because like yeah. we are Huge. we we already get the shit end of the stick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like wh why add to it? Why add to yeah. it? Yeah. But at the same time, it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just that that's, that that just goes to a lot of human traits in, in general. Like you mm -hmm. don't you don't know something, so you tend to be scared of it. Right. So you tend to fight back. As right, opposed to right, being right more in like, oh, let me try to get to know. Let me yeah. ask questions. Yeah. And, you know, I've been asked every question under the sun and from when I can tell you every question, any question won't offend me. Open book. I'm, I'm an open book for the most part. Mm -hmm. When it comes to my family and my relationships, I try to keep that more private. Yeah, understood. But for the most part, if you generally have a question, I think, not just when it comes to you, but anyone, if you really don't know, you should try to educate yourself and yeah. not just Google something, not just right. online. Actually, no, ask someone. Yes, this right ask here. What's going dialogue. on? It makes yeah. sense. Like people ask me all the time, so I was like, talk to me in person. Mm -hmm. Don't sit there because things are getting misconstrued via text messages, yeah. even phone calls. Sometimes, unless you don't, yeah. unless you know that person's tones, yeah. I have a face to face dialogue. Absolutely, you don't know. Ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's super, super important. One of the biggest things that's present for me right now and, and one of the first things that I wrote down on my notes is what, where does the disconnect in, from your perspective mm -hmm. begin in regards to people in the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. and people who are straight, right, for the lack of a better mm -hmm. word? Where's the disconnect in regards to this? The dialogue. Why are we so? Why are we so afraid? So we know we're afraid. I think, I so think, why is that? Why I think, do you it's, think more, that is? it's just more conditional. Just throughout the years, it mm -hmm. goes. I think it goes all, all the way back to like white colonialism. Mm -hmm. Like in most cultures that of people of color, black, especially black people, mm -hmm. um, Pacific Islanders, like yeah. the Native Americans, they have fifteen different genders. Yeah. You know? So, and that's, and gender is a whole construct as it is. Gender is literally not, it's not really science. It's more of a construct that society put on the people. Mm. So, overall, I just think that people. What do you mean by that? That's interesting. 
Because when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. yes, we have straight people, gay people, but at the end of the day, sex is all fluid. You know, if I close my eyes and get hit by a girl, mm. I'm probably, you know, gonna finish because I'm not, you know? So I think once people break down their walls and what's what they've been to been raised to do when raised to see, as, as opposed to like, a lot of people tend to be more narrow-minded. If they just open up a little bit and actually see what's out there, the possibilities are endless. If, yeah. if you stay within your little bubble, you know, and not even try to think about what, uh, what else is out there, you right. mean to tell me out of, there are millions of cultures out there and many of other cultures believe in different genders and sexualities and here comes the white man with his Christianity which is basically a ripoff of other black religions but that's another conversation and so they try to spew this one specific white scripture and now you have Adam and Eve and it should be this and this and that like that but that's not how it always was mm-hmm. so I really when it comes to that mindset in America I really heavily blame uh, colonization mm-hmm. and Christianity belief onto America. Mm, That's absolutely. how I feel about that. Absolutely. That's powerful. That's powerful. For me, I'm thinking right now, I hear a lot of people, and I've had this conversation with, um, I'm not going to say their name, mm-hmm. but but a good brother of mine in the LGBTQ community, we have these conversations. And, and I asked the good brother, I said, what do you say to people? I'm going to ask you the same question. Mm-hmm. What do you say to people who say things along the lines of, well, it's unnatural to be gay? It's outside of creation. You can't create a child with, a, with two men. You I can't mean, create a child with two women. What do you say to the people like that? And I, again, yeah, just, just what do you say to that? I want to elaborate. I mean, not everything needs to be... I don't want to have kids. I don't want to mm. live by your standards. I don't mm. want to live by your rules. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to pro- procreate, I can. Mm-hmm. I will. I won't. So stop holding me to your standards, to your religious-based standards of life. I don't be- I'm not a religious person. Not something that I won't even believe yeah, in your, your situation. So yeah. why should I live my life and move how I move based upon your standards? Who are you? Are you paying my bills? That goes back bills? to my point. That goes back to my point. You have a flawed human telling another human how right like how many things have you done this morning right like come on now <laughs> my brother said just in the morning just this morning <laughs> just this morning because i had about 12 before eight o'clock like the hell not gonna tell me nothing understood understood understood, like, understood. you don't you don't pay my bills you don't help yeah. me move forward in life so why should i listen to you right 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 there's a certain fear i believe within our community specifically since we're on the topic of uh, the black community in particular uh there's a certain fear according to what we were taught when we were young. I recall very distinct conversations with my father specifically, Mm -hmm. who's probably the biggest homophobe you probably ever meet in your life, still is today. Mm -hmm. And my mom used to always say, well, you're just homophobic because you (laughs) 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 have relations with a dude. My mom used to literally say that, bro. I remember her saying that to my dad. Well, they always say say, like the biggest homophobes are the ones who were probably closeted themselves. That's what my mom used to tell my pops. (laughs) I always, I always found that pretty entertaining because, like, I've, yeah. I've definitely been with a few closeted DL men myself. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because in junior high school, which I, I refer to as the dark ages, I was bullied <laughs> so bad, bro, so Come bad. On. And I, and then one guy bullied me all the time for being gay, and I wasn't mm. even out like that. Mm. And I ran into him on a bus, maybe like when I was in my early twenties, and. He was a clear flaming homo. Come on. And I was like, well, ain't this a bitch? Ain't that crazy? And I'm cuter than you, so it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. I love those like redemptions. Like I remember yeah, like sure. I went to New York like last think like two years ago and I was on, on the train going somewhere and I was looking fly as hell. Come on. And I happened to run into my old junior high school bully, which happened to be a girl. Come on. And I, I'm gonna post this and she's gonna see it. Come on, come on. I'm sending you <laughs> and this clip. I was just so, I thought it was the funniest thing because clearly she's been through some horrible things in life. Okay. Like she was wearing like a raggedy ass 2001 Kooji sweater <laughs> with like some Air Force Ones. Yes, sir. And, mm, <laughs> I was like thinking to myself, you bullied me for years, girl. Like now you made my you life hell, and here you are. And I'm out here visiting New York, living in LA, living my best life. Come on, let me catch back on my first flight back to New York, <laughs> back to LA. Bye. It felt so good. Oh, man. Like that. Hey, like that redemption. Come on now, you gotta understand. I love a good redemption story. story. Ain't nothing wrong with a good redemption story. You understand? What I, I have a few. I have a few. Let me tell you, I was tortured growing up. Come on. Kids are, man, kids are evil. Hey, you like, want to know a funny story? Mm. Let me tell you a funny story. True story. True story. I've shared this story quite a few times. Um, 
first time in Atlanta, um, I was on my second tour. Mm-hmm. So my second tour went to St. Louis, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, New Orleans, Atlanta. I did the whole South, right? So uh, yeah, so, so I said St. Louis, right? So I booked my flight to Atlanta, and this is around the first, the, the around the time where I really wanted to like starting to make a name for myself as a poet, as a performer. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thirsty for stage time, dog. Right. To be completely honest, anywhere with you. we can get it, anywhere y'all can get it. He mm-hmm. knows this because he was at a lot of them damn events <laughs> record, recording my ass. You understand me? But what I would do is, before I would book a flight, I would go on Instagram, mm-hmm. look up hashtags. So, for example, mm-hmm. if I'm looking to go to Atlanta, I would look up open mics in Atlanta, hashtag. Mm-hmm. And then I would find venues, get in contact with the venue owner, and see if I can get stage time in that place. That's a good way to get free concert tickets. Just yes, put sir. It out yes, there. sir. <laughs> done it a few times. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Makes sense, too. It's a damn mm-hmm. good one. But um, so I do that to Atlanta. I do that to a few other places. Atlanta in particular, it's my first time in Atlanta, and I absolutely love Atlanta. And I got a mm-hmm. lot of people that I know in Atlanta, good folks, uh, fell in love with Atlanta. They call it the Black Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. They call it the Black Hollywood. You absolutely. know we thriving out there. Yeah, you know we absolutely. thriving out there. They, they lit you know out there. We thriving out there. I can't go out there no more. Come on now. Uh-oh, he got him a story too. Come on. We're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> not today. Mm-mm. So, I, bro, I go to Atlanta. I get booked in Atlanta my first day. Book into my Airbnb. Right when I get into my Airbnb, I got to leave and go straight to the event. I booked <clears throat> I booked open mic time for an event. I forgot what the event was called, but it was at a bar. Mm-hmm. Right? So I go into the bar. I remember being super early. It's not really a lot of people here, just some trickles of folks. You know, mm-hmm. folks having drinks. Uh, they had a band on tables, a, like a like a high-rise stage, and they had a band up there. Just good vibes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there chilling. I didn't order no drinks or nothing. I don't like to drink before I perform. So I'm just sitting there chilling, chilling. just vibing, and I'm waiting on my boy who lives in Atlanta. I invited him down to come down to the venue. So I'm sitting in there. It's my time to go perform, right? Fast forward a little bit. It's my time to go perform. You hear me, big dog? You hear me, big dog? Oh, it's my time to go perform, and I go up and perform. <laughs> One of the funniest fucking stories of my life. I go up and perform, and I'm performing two heartbreak poems, according to my exes. I've been engaged twice. Oh, so shit. I'm up here talking about my ex. And these are these poems are fire, big dog. Mm-hmm. I done shut stages down with these poems. You hear what I'm saying? And so I go up there, and I'm doing my poems. Bro, I'm getting no responses. I mean crickets throughout the whole fucking thing. Not one snap, not one nothing. I'm up there, and anybody who's seen me perform, I'm an extremely passionate like performer, so I'm engaged, eye contact, doing my shit, boom, 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 bringing it to life, creating the storyline. Nothing. Bro, nothing. Do you hear what I'm saying? Nothing. Awkward. So, super awkward, bro, and I'm not used to it, so it's kind of hitting my ego a little bit. And I'm like, hold on, shit, I ain't got it no more. What the fuck going on? So, fast forward a little bit more. I'll never forget, I said on the mic, I said, okay, so clearly y'all don't fuck with heartbreak uh, poems up in here. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to switch the tempo a little bit. And I did one of my, like, pro-black, conscious, fucking woke man mm-hmm. fucking uh, poems called Sandman. Which, Sandman is, like, my go-to if That's like... <laughs> oh, ace in the hole. Period. Done. That's the fucking bazooka, <laughs> nigga. Stop playing with me. That's the one that's like, okay, if Goes all on. else fails, I'm bringing out Sandman and it's shutting shit down. Crickets crickets again nothing adam you're not hearing me bro crickets like come on that's bro <laughs> i get off the stage the homie stevie is off to my right stevie hearts aka uh, shout out to my boy stevie hearts aka put your heart in it that's my brother he was there he's a testament to this motherfucker. give us a good quick break come on talk to me because i'm hot as hell come on take that thing off bro you good you good Shit, no on, break needed bro get caught come on because <laughs> but, right. but like like i'm saying big dog um, before our intermission just happened. Yeah, you understand? Hot up in here, you know. I get off the stage, bro, from performing. I go down, talk to my boy, put your heart in the AKA Stevie Hearts. And I say, bro, they wasn't really fucking with me. Mind you, it's my first time in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm used to going city to city, shutting stages down. So I go to my big dog. I say, yo, bro, they ain't really fucking with your boy up in here, man. What's going on? They discriminating against a nigga because I'm from LA? Look, I'm personal. I say, like, look, because I got up? Chucks on. Like, what's up? Some nah, of these niggas in here. You don't fuck with Chucks up back bro, east. Looking, the homie looked to his left. The homie looked to his right. He said, Q, you know where I'm going with this. He said, Q, you in a gay bar, bro. <laughs> Big dog. 
He said, cute as a gay bar, bro. So, yeah. Awkward even more. I said, bro, literally, I told him. Bro, I was literally in the beginning before I got called up. I'm literally looking around like, yo, there's no women in here. Not one woman. You, was, didn't, you didn't think? Good nothing. Bro. Nothing. Everybody like, I tell this story to, they like, bro, you crazy. You would have, bro, I'm so tapped into mentally no preparing. No drag queens. Nothing. No, nothing. no, 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 no. And this is the thing about Atlanta, what I no found rainbow out. No flags. No, nothing. No flags. No nothing. Hmm. Not one. And I, and I can't wait to get, uh, get uh, Stevie Hearts on the phone. I'm going to get the name of that bar. Not a flag. Not an indication. No drag queens. No dudes switching. Nothing. Bro, listen to me. What I'm telling you right now. I found out it's a lot of down low cats in Atlanta. Oh, yes, there is. See there? So so now I'm in here. Bro, I'm in here. Bro, these niggas look like just regular L.A. hood niggas. Those, those be the bro, best Bro, tats, sometimes. chains. Yeah. Bro, in here, hats on. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, shit. And they, those ones will be throwing it back the hardest. And oh, man, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. I'm, I'm a spin, that's why I can't go to Atlanta, to the child. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm, I'm, Come on, them down low brothers out there. Come on, I don't heard about these brothers. They, 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 they're a dangerous crowd. You have to be very careful with them because <laughs> they can have whole families have you out here spending all your money. I'm not saying from my personal experience because I'm not about that life. It sounds like personal experience. No, 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 let me tell you. No, don't think about me. I don't use. I don't get used. I, get, I use first. I and heard foremost. it. I heard it. I heard it. Um, but yeah, actually, I have a my friend's gonna kill me. Come on. But he was talking to this DL dude mm -hmm. for like months online. They finally met and. I really don't know how, but he convinced my friend to sign a lease for an apartment and a brand new car. Come on. And I don't know what happened down there, but he came back home to New York. Come on. And I asked him what happened. He was like, oh, it, we got into a fight. I left him, da da da. I'm like, okay, cool. I find out, like, through a friend, through a friend, through a friend, mm -hmm. he still had the car and still had to live in the apartment. Come on. And something went on. Something went on. Something was cracking. Something, up cra well, something, something happened. I, I, I can't say more than that because my best friend's gonna watch this. They're gonna kill you. He gonna kill me. So mm. you said it be like that. <laughs> Dio niggas. That's hey, what, man, Dio look, niggas. They, they hey, put you through it. They put you through it. That's all on. I gotta say. Hey, listen. They man. put you through it. Come on. They out there like that. <laughs> you gotta be careful in these streets. You gotta be real careful. Gotta find you a good one. Hilarious, man. Look, I wanna I wanna switch gears a little bit and talk about something that was present just a few months ago. Um, it caused a lot of controversy, a lot of controversy within headlines, and it's a perspective that I've always wanted to obtain from somebody who was actually in the community, mm -hmm. right? And for me, being on the other side of the sexuality, you know what I'm saying? Spectrum. Spectrum. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to understand. Fully, we had Dwayne Wade's son, right? Uh, Zaire. Zaire. I think that's you pronounce her name. Zaire. I think it's not Zaire. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. Dwayne Wade's daughter. Daughter. Um, Zaire Wade, right? Mm -hmm. uh, come out and say, "Hey, Dad, I want to be uh, recognized as a woman, as mm -hmm. a girl," right? And Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, extremely supportive, as you mm -hmm. can see, super mm -hmm. just like- inter Super parents. Super parents, right? Mm -hmm. Doing their thing. And that caused a lot of backlash. Of within, course it did. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, within our community in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, how could you, oh my God, letting your son be a whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna share my perspective from a transparent space, mm -hmm. but I wanna hear yours because I think the education uh, when it comes to the youth, mm -hmm. is more needed than absolutely the adults. Well, we first and foremost, it's no one's business. Yeah, that is a child. Yeah, and the comments that in the rhetoric that I've seen is absolutely disgusting. Mm. There is no reason why that a child's genitals is coming out of your mouth. Like, why are you talking mm. about this child's genitals? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, two. Being transgender, transsexual, there's so many layers to it. Yeah, you know. Speak on that because we don't understand. We don't understand. You don't have to. You is. don't yeah. like. The, I know so many transgender women mm -hmm. who are. You will never guess they were trans. Period. Mm. Period. But they still have their big old dicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are trans women who choose to cut it off. Mm. There are trans men who want to remove their breasts. Some mm. don't. There's so many layers. Just because she wants to be identified as a female, which she has every right to, mm -hmm. let her live her best life. She's only, what, 12? 12, 12 if, years old. 12 years old. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know exactly what 
she's going to be when she's an adult. Neither are neither, neither do her parents know, but they are allowing her and giving her that space. And that's the problem that with the black community, they don't give their children the creative space mm. to allow them to be themselves. And that's one thing that my parents did right, right with me and my big sister, that they saw things in us and they pushed us towards that. Mm. And a lot of parents don't necessarily do that. And like, for example, like little Boozy was the one who really pissed me off the most. <laughs> you know Boozy was going ham. Because one, first and foremost, can we talk about the fact that he got a prostitute to suck his 13-year-old child's dick. He and did he's, say that. And no one's talking about that. He did say that. Why is he not in jail, bro? Yeah. But yeah. yet you want to talk about a child being... Shout out to her because to come out like that, knowing that both your parents are superstars, yeah. Yeah. and then knowing that yeah. you're going to have this heavy backlash, and now you're looked at as a, the, the spokesperson, mm. you're only 12 years old. 12. It's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. And from what I've seen on social media, because that's all, all what everyone sees, yeah. she seems like a very well-adjusted young lady. Yeah. And everyone is up this child's ass. Mm -hmm. For what? Mm -hmm. For what? Yeah. yeah. Why? Because her skin is popping? Right, <laughs> like like in her, it is like I want her skin secret so bad. Maybe it's to her because she's young, but her skin is popping. Come on, like people are just mad. Mind your business. Yeah. Like I, I I truly don't understand why people get mad. Yeah, I'm not trying to sleep with you, bro. Mm -hmm. If you don't like gay sex, mm -hmm. don't have gay sex. Mm -hmm. If you don't like gay marriage, don't have gay marriage. Yeah, it's it's a yeah easy concept. I, I think I think the biggest. Thing, uh, in regards to people who don't understand that perspective fully is they feel as though when someone of that stature when you're two pa both parents are superstars right mm -hmm. you're obviously going to get a lot of shine you're going to get a lot of media time mm -hmm. and there's other kids that are watching that and I think from straight parents perspective that mm -hmm. don't understand what you just explained it's a fear of like okay this this now this boy who Told his parents that I now want to be identified as a girl. It's honestly because like, one for her is coming out twice, right? Right. So like you, so you, that's you're coming point, yeah. out as gay if she's gay or not, because we don't know that because it's no one's business. Mm -hmm. And then you're coming out as transgender. That's 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 all. That's two separate Help conversations. Us to understand that because because honestly speaking. I personally don't understand that, and I wanted to have this interview in order to educate myself and to understand right. what, it, what it, that means. It all goes back what does that down mean? to sexuality. Sexuality okay. is a spectrum. You know, your gender doesn't define who you're sexually attracted to. Of course. Me, I am gay. That's what I identify as. Mm -hmm. But if a female to male transgender person comes up to me mm -hmm. and they are fine as hell mm -hmm. with a beard and everything and mm -hmm. still has a vagina, guess what we doing? Got you. Because, again, that's my business. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Sex is a spectrum. Got you. Now, do I like, like, Victoria's Secret models? No, because I'm not attracted to femininity. That's, that's what it is so with it's, me. So it's more of the energy opposed to... Absolutely. Booyah. Absolutely. If you Speak get, on that. Like, it's like, it's about energy. Like, if I'm attracted to masculinity, so if you are a very masculine guy, I'm going to be attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Versus I don't really care what, what body approach you have, mm -hmm. you know, because sex is a spectrum. I can, like I said, if I close my eyes and someone gives me head, I'm not going to know who is giving me head until I open my eyes. Mm -hmm. So it's not that deep. Everyone just needs to mind their damn business. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the people who tend to be up in arms about all of this really have dry sex and it's only missionary. <laughs> because why, uh, why else would you be pressed? Because let's be real, gay sex is popping. I love this guy. Come we, on now. Because our sex is so demonized that we're forced to think outside of the box to have sex. So you already know this shit is lit. So if you have an issue with it, your sex is dry. Like, I'm, you probably have to use lube for your girl's vag. My like, guy coming to y'all bed. I'm just right saying, now. like, why else would you be so pressed about yeah. what am I doing? Yeah, I yeah. pay my taxes. Yeah, I'm, like <laughs> I'm doing my. I'm trying. To, I'm gonna try to start an empire here. Are you sitting there mad? I'm, I'm yeah. fucking a guy, bro. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's wild, doing? man. Hey, wild world we live in, brother. Again, we got you got flawed people trying to tell people how to live their lives. Again, I'm very genuine about the understanding element. I want to walk away from this with new perspectives, with new senses of of awareness and understanding. But again, I want to stay on track in regards to um, the, the exposure of the LGBTQ community. Am I saying it right? LGBTQ yeah, uh, community, it, right? L I guess it's LGBTQ plus community. It's okay. The times are changing. Things are changing. They know what I'm saying. They know what I'm saying. Yeah. They know what I'm talking about. You're, you're an ally. Come we on. know. <laughs> we know. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. LGBTQ community. Right. In regards to the exposure for children. 
I think that's the conversation I want to be able to open up. I see a lot of this I, stuff. I, it definitely is, going I think on. kids definitely need to be exposed because as a kid for me, and that's that's something that definitely resonates with me mm-hmm. because that's why I made my film. That's why I started my production company because I truly feel that as a black gay man, our voices aren't truly represented correctly. Mm. Like, for example, every time you think of any gay black media, mm-hmm. TV show, movie, it's one of two spectrums. It's okay. either super flamboyant okay. or super down low thug. They're both mm. amazing, they're both true, but there's- That's actually real. There's really no that. happy medium, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then when there is a show or a movie that's like that, it doesn't have the same prestige or get the same mechanism as a white show. For example, like um, there's a show called Queer as Folk. A lot of gay people know what this show is. It you had said Queer as Folk? Queer as Folk. It had eight seasons, it was on Showtime. You could watch the show and you could see that it was amazing writing, the production was at a higher scale, and then, but it was a cast of white people. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a show for me growing up where I kind of like realized what the whole gay scene was. Ironically enough, when I became an adult, I actually resonated with a lot of the characters in those episodes around mm-hmm. an all-white cast. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I was more of an adult where there was a show called Noah's Ark, which is the same exact concept, five men living in the city who happen to be gay, but this, mm-hmm. con- but this show is all black. Right. It only had two seasons. Compared to two shows, clearly the production, the production value wasn't there compared to the white show. Yeah. And had quarter like we had two seasons compared to the eight and for me it was like well damn and to be honest i couldn't really resonate with any of the characters from that show gotcha so when i started my production company i wanted to one make media that i feel that represents me as just like your regular schmegler degular gay black man who ain't really shit you know gotcha. what i'm saying like gotcha. like for like like there's no i would love for there to be like a will and grace aspect mm-hmm. the show but black there, there really is not gotcha. like that, that yeah. show is like one of the few shows that I can say like Will's like a regular schmegler like white, uh, white gay guy living his best life happens to be a lawyer successful there is not there, there's no there, that narrative does not exist for the black mm. male community and that's right. what I want to do so gotcha. when I made my film I wanted to show the dualities of being a black gay man within the black lives matter community got you so that's how that whole thing plays got you. in got you got you got you what about from a cartoon perspective absolutely not there is no gay black cartoons like uh, like I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a proud black nerd, and I, you know, I love Static Shock, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, there's really not me. much. There's Storm. There's, there's, there's so many out there, but I just. So, do you think there should be more gay characters in cartoons? I think there should be. There's already a lot of gay comics as it is, like within Marvel and DC. I think they should get the highlight, mm-hmm. as well as yes, gay cartoons. There are gay cartoons on Netflix right now. Um, that's more satire. But not necessarily like, I don't know, like just out there, just blatantly. Yeah, you know, like, like it's not. You ain't got to guess. Yeah, you know how they just came out and said SpongeBob was was part of the LGBT community. Did you see that? You're yeah, I, I read that, and I was I was trying to read the whole thing, and I think because a sponge is asexual, and asexual <laughs> falls under the category as LGBTQ plus, that he's considered that or an ally. Like, I actually had a very long conversation about this with gotcha. my nephew, and he was very confused, and low-key, so am I. But I think because <laughs> sponges are asexual, they... What do you mean by that, asexual? They, they, they reproduce by themselves. You can cut off a limb of a, um, of a sponge, and it can still grow. Or, or no, that's a starfish. It, like, it releases its spores out, and then mm. it grows from that. Some shit like gotcha. that. Gotcha. But I know they're asexual. That's some what shit. I know. Some, some shit. shit like that. Yeah, some But they're asexual, so therefore, being a, and if you're a human asexual, it means... I really don't know the, the full definition of asexuality when it comes to humans, but I do know it's borderline, like, you really don't have sex with someone. I'm not really sure. Please, if you're asexual, do not come for me. <laughs> I will do my research. I do not know exactly yeah. what it is, but I know go. what asexual when it comes to humans as much. Maybe, like, there's no sex. Or I don't, I don't know. But, like, I, so there's that. But I guess, he's, I guess he's an ally. <laughs> I guess he's, I don't know what he is, child. Now, Now, I remember having a conversation with this brother uh, in the community, <clears throat> And we're having a conversation centered around should should um, child characters be portrayed as gay, A, mm-hmm. and B, should we be exposing children to even the conversation of sexuality? What, what, what will be your response to that? There's levels to that response mm-hmm. because I think it really depends on the parents and yeah, that 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 that, 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 that that's how I do with everything. Upbringing, you know? belief systems, exactly. all that goes like, into like account. My upbringing, my parents were super open with me about everything. So I, at an early age, I already knew what sex was. 
already knew what about a lot of different things was I was right, exposed right, right. to sex because my parents were very informative in a very safe way. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, but there are parents who just don't tell the kids nothing about sex, just don't have sex. And, and then, it creates a sense of curiosity in those children. And then that, my mom was the same and way. And those are the ones who probably go out and do wild shit. I'm pretty sure oh, you yeah. do a lot of wild shit oh, on yeah. stories too. That's why a lot of these mm-hmm. fucking uh, kids with rich parents who was who was caged in a house mm-hmm. all their goddamn life grow up and be wild. And once they get some freedom, they just booyah, they mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, I think there's a there's an element of kind of like I don't really understand it. So for me, I'm very careful with my words with things that I don't understand because this conversation was meant for me to be a sponge and to mm-hmm. to learn. Well, if you have some than... inappropriate questions you want to talk ask off camera, <laughs> feel free because I don't want no one attacking you either. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, yeah, LGBT, you like. LGBT yeah. community coming for King Q. I right. don't want no smoke. No. You understand me? Because they will ruin you. That part. They're worse than a beehive. They, they fucked oh. me up. They, 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 <laughs> half of them are damn beehive, damn it. Come on now. Shit. But but I'm just trying to learn, man, as a, as a straight black man. Absolutely. I'm trying to learn, and I, and I want to be an example for other straight black men and, and to say, you know what? We can have this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I can walk away from this table and not necessarily agree with anything. But as long as I respect you enough to be able to still look at you exactly. and call you my brother and treat you accordingly, all that matters. that's all that really matters to me. How can we progressively start treating each other as a unit? One unit. I don't give a fuck if you're gay. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter. I don't give, that is that person's decision in life. At the end of the day, what we did not ask to be, what we did not, you know, what we were born, booyah. Mm-hmm. This brother is, is me. He's... We all the same complexion. Come on, man. You understand what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? So... You ain't no less of a brother to me than anybody who's straight mm-hmm. or this or that or that. And that's just my perspective. And I'm just trying to it be an takes, example for that. I definitely think it takes open, honest conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Have the dialogue. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because a lot of people are scared. Yeah. And, and they're scared because they don't know. And they don't know how to open that dialogue. Yeah. You know, if you know, if you're afraid to ask like a black person like a typical question, you know, say, hey, like, I have this question. Mm. I don't know how to ask it without coming off as offensive. Yeah. And this is what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate? You know, it's all about how you word. If you you say, like, something like that to me as a white person, I have, like, I was in Big Bear a few weeks ago, and I have long hair, and um, Big Bear is a white neighborhood, and a white woman at the bar was like, do you mind if I touch your hair? And she literally asked as she was reaching, and I grabbed her arm. I was like, absolutely not. That's fucking racist. I'm not a monkey. And I just Can I touch your hair? Bro. White folks, y'all Bro. out there tripping like when, that? When I tell you, all the ancestors in me went to the palm of my hand and grabbed you her arm so quick. You grabbed her arm. I swear I didn't. I swear. All I heard was, can I touch your hair? The homie and I down. knew that I was in a white bar. <laughs> and honestly, to me, I didn't give a fuck. Yes, sir. I don't give a fuck. If yeah. a white person tries me, they're going to feel the wrath of my mouth, <laughs> of my hands. I don't give a... I could be, in the, I can, I can be in the middle of Ku Klux Klan country. Come on. Okay? Yeah, I'm going to be a hashtag tonight because I'm going to kill someone. You're not going to... No. Come on. So later that night, she actually apologized. Wow. Like, I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I wasn't trying to cause a scene. I was with my friends. We were vibing. Everyone was actually buying us drinks all night. Mm. So I was like, cool, maybe because we black and we don't want black ones here. Everyone's really buying us drinks and having, making us have a good time. So, all right, cool. She was nice. She was like, but the thing was, she said, I asked you because I have a black nephew. He does a lot of crazy things with his hair that I want to ask him. And my thought was, so bitch, you decided to ask a stranger? <laughs> I even asked. You was grabbing my hair. So if yeah. I didn't hear you and yeah. acknowledge your presence. She'd have been touching on your shit. And if I would have been a pop real quick, you would have been mad. And it would have been assault because you're a white bitch. That part, that part. And I would have played the game like, oh, no, I would have got gay so quick. I would have been like, uh-uh, no, she tried to touch me. No, she didn't. Let me tell you, I'll play that gay card real that quick. hilarious. Yes, sir. Shit, it comes in handy yes, sometimes. Sir. Come on. <laughs> tell you, it's a black card and a gay card. That part. It comes with the struggles, but it has its benefits. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it, man. Look, man. Hey, this is, this is great dialogue, man. We got to have it. Is there a sense of... Um, See, for me as a straight man, I'm going to say this from personal experience, right? Mm-hmm. I've had my sister, without saying any names, because you know motherfuckers like to dissect my interviews and be picked. You talking about me right there. I ain't saying no names, okay? But my sister, mm-hmm. my big sister, who's one of my best friends in the world, she's had quite a few gay friends in her life, right? Gay guy friends, right? She seems to attract them, mm-hmm. right? Now, 
Is she like a bad bitch? I would say so, yeah. Or yeah, I would say so. And she's a dancer. She's oh, a yeah. world-renowned dancer. Oh, yeah, we love, yeah, we love she's them. She's a model. Oh, yeah, she's we love a- them. We, we love them. Yes, honey, yes, yes. <laughs> she's a model yes. dancer. She's yes. just super dope. But um, she had a gay friend without saying any names. And this, this certain brother used to hang around us. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Hang around the family, know my mom, know the family. Real close to the family. Mm-hmm. Now... Me, my sister, this certain individual, and my cousin, who's also in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. she um, used to have us all over at her house, right? Used to have us all over at her house. And I personally started to notice some things, right? Just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it non-biased. I am not homophobic. I'm not sexually scared. I mm-hmm. ain't none of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is my mindset. I'm a straight man to the core. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had nothing with nobody else. I don't have no experiences, feel nothing, bro. Mm -hmm. So what you do, I completely respect that. Mm -hmm. But once you try to cross the line and bring that over, now we got a problem. That's a problem. Now we got a problem. Now I'm going to treat you how you just treated the white bitch that tried to touch Uh, your hair. For me, it's the same exact thing. It's the same same exact thing, thing, big dog. Like, respect that. Like, that's what people don't realize with being gay is like, Versus being straight, like you look at a girl, you can holler at her, like no matter what. Come on. But if we're walking the street, I think you're cute. Yeah. I cannot be like, yo, yeah. show you, like I find you. The ass is thick That's as fuck. How it works. I will get punched in the face. <laughs> That's not how like it works. so, being gay, there's yes, always that fear. Yeah. But at the same time, if you tell me you're straight, for, or like, if you tell me you're straight, I'm not gonna flirt. I'm like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a bold ass nigga first yeah. and foremost. That part. So if I find someone attractive, I'm 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 the guy. I will approach you first. Yeah. So. If I'm in a situation, I'm in a mixed crowd, and I don't know you're gay, I'm going to do my reconnaissance. Yeah. I'm going to either literally talk to you, because I'm either, I can talk yeah. to you and figure out if you're gay, or ask around. Yeah. And if you are gay, I'm sliding in. Yeah. If you're not, I'm going to fall back. I respect it's, that. So and, here's the issue with this situation, real quick. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue with this situation. So hanging around the brother consistently, treating them literally how I would treat anybody. Anybody who's felt my energy, you know, mm-hmm. I will hug my brother right here the same way I will hug my, that is me, that is my nature, that's my spirit, I love people. Mm-hmm. Before anything, I love people, I love genuine connection and I treat everybody like family as long as you a good person. So, check this out, I started to notice certain things that was like <laughs> crossing the line mm-hmm. and it only used to happen when drinking was involved. That's so if all of us is drinking, me, my sister, my cousin, we mm-hmm. got friends over, he's here, boom, boom. Hey, big dog, if your hands slip over here one more time, that don't look like problem. no accident. That's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to confront bro. Mm-hmm. I confronted my sister first, because mm-hmm. that's her best friend. And I said, look, mm-hmm. I'm, I saw some stuff last night. Bro mm-hmm. kind of like stepped out of line. Was you sober when you approached him? I was extremely sober. No, was he sober? Oh, yes, we both were. Yes, okay. we both were. It was the next morning. Okay. It was the next morning. So I told her, called my sister up the next morning and told her, look, I'm about to pull up on bro. Knew where he worked, mm-hmm. and I used to throw events at the same. He's going to know exactly who this is. I don't, I don't, really, I don't really give a fuck. I mean, you kind of put yeah, me on blast. I, I, I just, I mean, I just, I just basically well. said who it is. But I still got love for the brother till this day. Mm-hmm. But I have to speak my truth. It's equivalent to me sharing stories about my dad being a crack addict. Mm-hmm. My dad looking at the episode feeling embarrassed. But no, sir, this is my truth. Right. This is, it is, this what, is, it is. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation with the brother, man to man, and let him know. Look, bro. I know that you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to sit here and talk to you like you a child or, oh, I was drunk. I don't give a fuck about none of that. You know what you're doing, bro. It, How did it, he receive that? So I talked to him. I didn't talk to him like, like you know, as hostile as I am mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> but I, I spoke to him in a very respectful tone mm-hmm. and just let him know, look, bro, I'm very aware that you're aware of what you're, the behavior and what you're displaying. I believe in accountability. And, you know, for me, I just want to talk to you man to man, look you in your eyes and just let you know, bro, I don't, I, I'm a straight man to mm-hmm. my core. I got a queen and I'm not interested in none of that, bro. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you trying to like graze up against me and do certain sneak shit. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like making me real uncomfortable, bro, to the point to where I don't want to hang around you no more. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sexualize you. Mm-hmm. But if that's the, if that's the energy that you've given me, bro, no then I have no choice but to Absolutely. do that. And I bring that up because of this. I think what creates the fear in straight men is the over, like like hypersexuality, shit. Like mm. you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like I, def- I definitely understand that. So I, know, it, I know a lot of gays who actually, my gay friends don't do that. We actually talk about that a lot, and we find it disgusting that gays that do do that. Yeah. Um, is he younger? Older. Like that's ten that, years older. That's a problem because at this point yeah. now you're a predator. 
Booyah. That's you're what I told not, my sister. You're a predator. So I told my sister, and for me, I take a lot of pride in being an influencer that speaks on truth. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I'm going to speak my truth. Mm -hmm. I told my sister that night, bro, give me predator vibes. Period. Because you t he tried you once. You told him y'all were both sober. He received the message no matter which way you came across. There was a message. He received it. And if you tried it again, you may catch these hands. Like, I, like, like I tell people like all the time, like, if a female male tries me, these hands are bisexual. Like, they go both ways. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you once, if yeah. you try me again, yeah. there's going to be a bigger altercation. Yeah. But I think that it, it creates a blockage. I'm speaking from personal experience. It that situation specifically created a blockage for me. Agreed. And I started to feel like, okay, here I am trying to be loving and, and welcoming to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting taken advantage of according to my energy. And I think that at some point, well, one... That guy is definitely wrong. He's take accountability and right. seek some counseling. Yeah. But also you have to also look within and not judge the whole entire culture. Not saying you do that, but like judge gotcha. the whole entire culture based on one experience. Cause everything you're feeling can be flipped on the white and black side. You know what I'm saying? Facts, so like facts, a facts, white facts, person facts. can be upset at a whole black community just because he got mugged by one yeah. black person. That's facts. So That's and I would say the same thing, like you have to change your mindset on the whole entire community. Yeah. Open dialogue, have these conversations. Yeah, like important. I'm only one very small person with a very small opinion with a, with a, within a very very big community. Yeah. My story is a lot different from a trans woman, from a trans man to a child to a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everyone is different. Yeah. yeah. So the best thing you can do, the only thing you can do is to literally to help change your mindset to keep having these conversations and that's the problem with the black community as as a as a whole, mm -hmm. as they're not having these conversations, yeah. and that's why I think the black community does not support the LGBT community. Neither does the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole. Yeah, and that's why I made my film in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. another thing that I was just having a conversation with with a good sister of mine who's in the LGBT community. She's a lesbian sister, and we were talking about the all Black Lives Matter mural in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and my stance on that was. Literally, I was genuinely confused when mm -hmm. I saw it. I had no idea what it meant. I had mm -hmm. no idea that recently an, uh, a person in the LGBTQ community had just passed away mm -hmm. at the hands of police, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, right? Mm -hmm. So I had no idea that happened. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, what the fuck? Who put all on it? Like, don't black lives matter already mean all black lives nope. matter? Not so talk to me about it, that perspective. It doesn't. Like, you can ask literally every single black mm. person within a community, and they can tell you that the black community does not support them mm. as a whole. And I'm saying that from the bottom of my heart, and that's coming from a family who did support me. Yeah. And I still stand by my conviction saying the black community does not support me. Yeah. Because when shit happens, who's on the front line? I was gay bashing in high school and put in a hospital. I was jumped by seven niggas. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Seven niggas. Mm -hmm. There was outrage for that, none of that. There was just three transgender women beat up in Hollywood I two weeks that. ago and a bunch of black men are Stand laughing at just laughing. doing shit. Yeah. But when we get killed by a police officer, who is on the front line? Yeah. Let's not forget that the reason why black people have the rights that we have today mm -hmm. is because of the gay community, mm. because of transgender women, mm. period. If it wasn't for us, them, we, black people wouldn't be where we are today. Speak on that. How so? <clears throat> I should have done my research a little bit more like a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. There was, there was, there, I, did, I like to dig. I but like to there's dig. been a lot of laws that that been passed that's for the benefit of black people mm -hmm. that would never happen if it wasn't for a person within the LGBT community. Understood. And I wish I would have, my, I wish I would have brought my notes. No, I, hey, I had a feeling two, that no was going to come up. We'll have a part two. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I like to Because, you know, we live in a society to where people hear shit on the surface. Mm -hmm. So they'll hear you, they'll hear you say right. that. And then they'll be and like, I want oh, you, And I want you to do your research. I want you yeah. to find these laws. Because, yeah. like, when I, when I did my research and I found out, I was like, huh, cool. Mm. Interesting. And I kept it pushing. Like, they, they don't teach us everything in school. Yeah. You know how many times I had a conversation with people and they're like, oh, Hillary Clinton was the first woman to run for president. I'm like, no, she wasn't. Mm. The first woman to run for president was black. Mm. Do you know her name? Anybody in the room know her name? <laughs> One more time? Nope. No? There you go. Shirley Chisholm. 
Say it again. I knew it. There we go. Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> she was the first woman to run for president. Not Hillary Clinton. And she yeah. was black. They don't yeah. teach you these things in school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and there's a, and there's a a deeper, darker, deeper, brighter history, rather, of the LGBT community helping black people, helping America that you will just never learn about. Mm. That's just gotcha. what it is. Gotcha. Hey, man. It's heavy shit going on right man. now. Hey, come on now. You're going to have to have me take a breather one time. And I'm going to have to come hey, back for a part on, two. Man. Hey, you got to understand, we got to have a part two, brother. I mean, this this dialogue is much needed. I find myself in these conversations and not wanting them to end. I feel like I say the same thing in every episode. But, man, I'm, I'm so, I'm so uh, present right now in this moment. I understand that this is a moment in history right here. This is. People don't realize these films live forever. Long, this shit gonna be out 10 years from now, mm -hmm. 20 years from now, it's still gonna be out. And these conversations need to be had. So I wanna take this opportunity to just encourage everybody in the black community to start treating our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ plus community as you would anybody else. A person's sexuality or sexual preference has nothing to do with how you, how, it shouldn't have anything to do with how you treat them. Period. In my personal perspective, a person's sexual, let's break that down. You mad over a person's sexual preference. That is the, that, I'm not going to lie, the word preference is kind of a trigger for me. Because it? like, it's not a preference, it's not a choice. Like This, this is, is what it is. This is what it is. Like I didn't choose to be, I didn't wake up and go, hmm, so, I'm going to suck some dick this morning. That's not so, how this so works. So, so, so let me, let me. Let people me are just up. upset of people People, you're upset of someone's someone's life. What it comes yeah. down to, it's not yeah. just about sex. It's someone's yeah, life. Yeah, speak on that. Speak on that. Because at the end of the day, I don't have to have sex, but I'm still the same person. Mm. Me being gay does not define who I am. Me being black does not define who I am. I'm yeah. a human being. I Before am a, any of that, I am a life. I am a beating heart. I am energy, a son. A spirit, a source. I am a brother. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is like. So when people, not saying you, you trick me, but when people of say course. like, it's a, they're mad over their sexual preference. Yeah. It's not a preference. It's yeah. just this is what it is for me. Yeah. It's not a choice. I didn't like you didn't choose to be straight, so it wasn't a preference for you. Yeah. I didn't choose to be gay because it's not a preference. It's just it is what it is. So do you, do you feel like, and this is a conversation. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you feel like uh, we can be born gay as humans? I think so. Yeah. I think so because I remember when I was in kindergarten. Like literally, I love started to love peace and joy in Hollis Queens, a dope ass preschool. Um, looking at like little boys' peepees, and don't judge me. I was their age. I'm not saying I would do it now, but I remember back then. And then like I remember in that same school, they tried to teach us the difference between bowing and curtsying, and they showed the girls how to curtsy first, and they said, "Now you do it, Adam." So I curtsy, not knowing the difference, and everyone laughed at me, and I didn't really get it. And then so yeah, I definitely think that you are born gay as you get older you can make the choices to do things like when i was in college i definitely did a lot of things that i that definitely you think i was straight or more bisexual but i gravitate towards man i, I gravitate towards masculinity mm. and that type of energy more than anything got else you. got so. you got you got you hey man powerful stuff yet again yet again like i said brother i could talk to you all day just because i'm a sponge before anything and i'm a student i'm a student to this i'm a student to life and I always will be. So I just want to say I appreciate and I love you dearly, you brother. You have my full and entire support. And any of my brothers and sisters in the community, LGBTQ plus community, you got King Q's love right here. Thanks, man. I got a lot of friends in that community, brother. I really do. And I love y'all and treat y'all according to, to the same way I treat and, and, and uh, you know, maneuver with everybody else, brother. I think it's extremely important to treat people as human beings before anything else. And guess what? Newsflash for all y'all out there that's against this community. They're not going to change because you don't like them. And we're here like. So like, they, ain't, they ain't going nowhere. Ain't changing their mind because you don't like it. So why not unite? Why not build together? Why not support? Why not move as a unit? Love is love, y'all. Love like, is love, love, man. Love is love. Let's, let's, let's do it. So with that being said, I don't let none of my guests leave on the Unselfish Behavior Podcast. That is mm. the number one podcast in all of LA. You have to understand that. Um, I don't let nobody leave here without giving what I like to call this special segment your unselfish message. This message could be pertaining to anything that we discussed here, anything that you want to put on the minds of the people, uh, any, any last remarks, anything like that. What is the last message, a.k.a. Uh, the unselfish message from my good brother Adam Taylor looking at this camera? What All right, so...
black gay love is love. It's no different at all. Stop with the hate and come together. If you can just love way more, imagine where this world would be. Imagine where your health would be. Think about that. <laughs> Couldn't have said it any more than that, any better than that. This is my brother, Adam Taylor, yet again. You're welcome. Anytime, you my brother. Anytime. Hey, we got to do a part two. It's absolutely mandatory. You have to understand we can't end out no episode without shouting out the mastermind, the guru that is my brother, B Visuals, making it all happen. And we got my boy Rich back there helping us out tonight in the building. You know, we got to shout my guy out, always showing that good love. With that being said, it's King Q. It's Adam Taylor. It's the Unselfish Behavior Podcast, and we out.